Poso maoni work, wai wainan kitana ni mua e hioski pia taia posnotaman e hiom MITW podcast. A hiospis pia taia posnapi notaman e ne hisikimaka e hioso matname neha kihi. Welcome to the Mamani Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. We are your hosts, Gary Dodge. And Sheena Mapus. On this episode, we are joined by guest Vaughn Bowles, public information officer from the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin. Welcome, Vaughn. Hi, guys. Um, I would like to remind everyone that we request you send in your COVID-19 related questions to us at podcast at MITW.org. How is everyone today? Fantastic. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. Um, so Vaughn, <clears throat> can you talk about what the difference between the flu shot and the COVID-19 vaccine is? Yeah. So first off, they are vaccines that target two totally different types of viruses, just for starters. Um, flu vaccination been around for years. Uh, very well understood how it works in the human body. Uh, it usually has um, targets for three to four different types of flu strains. So they're called either tri or quad uh, quadrivalent. Um, the flu vaccine is usually about 50 to 60% effective when you get one, um, just because there's so many different varieties of the flu out in you know nature. Um, but some studies you know, say that the, the shot can be as effective as like 85 to 86%, just depending on the year. Uh, usually takes a person about two weeks to develop antibodies after they get a flu shot. Typically, adults only need one flu shot for those antibodies to be formed, um, but kids need two. Um, and then you need one every year to, you know, boost that immunity and stuff. Uh, additionally, uh, a flu shot will not protect you from COVID. Just want to throw that out there right now. You know, just because you get a flu shot doesn't mean you're immune to COVID. So that said, um, the various COVID vaccines that they're looking into right now are all um, pending emergency uh, emergency order or emergency use from the FDA. Um, several of them are using a new technology. Uh, a lot of vaccines in the past have been uh, based off what are called attenuated viruses, where it's it's a deader strain or um, it's components of a virus. Um, some of the new COVID vaccines are actually using an mRNA that help your body naturally produce proteins that help uh, prevent COVID from uh, binding to your cells because you always hear about these little spikes that the virus has. It helps prevent those from attaching to your cells. So that's how uh, several of those work. Um, the front runners right now are uh, said to be 90 to 95% effective at building immunity to COVID-19. So they're, they're pretty effective. Uh, unlike the flu shot, everyone is going to need at least two COVID shots right now. Um, partly because we don't have any uh, form of innate immunity to it right now. Um, that's part of the reason you get the two shots, and that's why the kids get the two shots. They just haven't been exposed to you know the flu or just about anything. So they get uh, an extra dose uh, to boost their immune response to that. Um, and then so uh, the COVID vaccinations aren't out for distribution yet um, because they're still pending final review and, and approval from the FDA. Uh, but their plans for distribution uh, within the next two weeks from what we've heard. So those are those are some of the differences right now. 
So um, <clears throat> the mRNA vaccine, our, the vaccine that uses mRNA, is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that the one that the panel recommended to the FDA yesterday for emergency um, approval? Yeah, uh, I believe Pfizer and Madeira's uh, vaccines both use that type of mechanism of action, um, and they're both being. I think one, one was. I think Pfizer was reviewed yesterday, and Madeira's up to for review on like the fourteenth or something like that. I, I don't remember. Um, it was in the news though. Um, but yes, yes, those are the ones they're looking at that utilize that. Um, so <clears throat> I think we've um, covered this before, but um, is the vaccine a one-time uh, thing or will it be something that people need to get annually like the flu shot? So it depends. Uh, I know you guys wanted me to say that because it's true, uh, <laughs> but it really does depend. Um, so because of, of the rushed nature of the vaccine, you know, uh, we don't know actually. Um, there's phase four trials to vaccines. And what those are is they're long-term observation. Um, and because uh, COVID's so new and because the vaccines were produced, you know, lightning speed, basically, uh, we don't know how long they'll provide immunity to a person. And so we may need to get them every year like a flu shot. Um, they're hoping that it provides immunity for several years at a time or, you know, a decade or so. That's, that's the hope. Um, whether or not it lasts that long, we don't know yet at this point. So we're all in the same boat and we're just watching to see if we need to get, you know, COVID vaccination every year. So, um, and it also depends on how young the person is, or I should say how old the person is, either way you want to look at it. Um, because you know, that also dictates how well their immune system can function and whether or not, um, they need to get one sooner or later. So it may depend on, um, like our seniors may need to get one on a more regular basis than our children. So there you go. <clears throat> so obviously there's a lot of discussion around the vaccine right now. Would you recommend getting the first round of COVID-19 vaccine? <laughs> All right. Starters, just going to throw that out there. I'm not a doctor. That said, <laughs> for myself and, you know, the incident command, we're recommending that everyone get vaccinate it as soon as they possibly can to protect themselves and their families and the communities. Um, I would encourage people to get vaccinated. Anecdotally, we had some friends um, that contracted COVID earlier this year. It was uh, April, May-ish, early on, early on. And um, they were very healthy. They were marathon runners um, in great condition. And they are still dealing with... Um, damage to their lungs that COVID um, kind of produced. I mean, it was it was very difficult for many of them. Um, and so, you know, the, the vaccine is likely significantly safer than contracting the virus on your own. Um, so we recommend that everyone that has the opportunity to get vaccinated to do so. Um, so pivoting to testing now, um, what types of coronavirus tests are there and can you explain the differences between them? Yeah, uh, so there are two types of tests just generally for um, vaccine or viral testing. 
Um, the first is what's known as a viral test or a diagnostic test, and that tells you if you're currently infected um, with COVID or the flu or, or what you know, a various type of virus. Um, what those are looking for is they're looking for what are called molecular antigens or, or pieces of the virus um, that are within your bloodstream. Um, these are what the rapid tests are that we have at the tribal clinic. Um, they're looking for those antigens. So they're looking to test um, to see if you have virus in you right now. Um, they take those uh, viral antigens and they put them through a process um, called PCR. It basically reproduces it and magnifies it to see whether or not you, you have virus built into your system or floating through your system. Um, the other type of test is uh, an antibody test or a serological test. Um, that tells you if you've previously had COVID or you know the flu or another type of virus. Um, those are looking to see whether or not you have antibodies obviously built up in your system. Um, and that means you've had a previous exposure at some point in time. Um, there are actually some really good uh, resources put out by um, HHS and the CDC. Um, and we can put those links in the show notes if you want to learn more about those. So say if you get a negative test, does that mean you're safe to visit your family during the holidays? Not necessarily. Uh, and the reason for that is if you've been exposed, um, you know, in a, a relatively short window of time, say, you know, three to four days, uh, and you get a COVID test, uh, at that point, your body actually doesn't have enough virus or viral load to show up on the test. And so you'd get what's known as a false negative. Um, where it says you're clear of the virus, even though you have it in your system. So just because you've gotten a test um, doesn't necessarily mean you don't have it currently. Um, and additionally, you know, there are uh, about, you know, 30 to 40 percent of the cases that are actually asymptomatic. So there are people that could be saying, you know, I feel just fine. Um, I don't need to get a test um, and they could spread it uh, still. So just because you have a negative test or don't have symptoms, doesn't mean you're not carrying the virus at this time. So um, is home testing going to be a thing? So home testing, and I looked that up too, um, they're not FDA approved yet. They're looking to get um, emergency authorization for testing, kind of like the vaccines are right now. Um, so they, they're billing them, um, but they're not out yet. And there are also questions about the reliability um, because for some of those home tests, you have to stick a swab fairly far up your nose. Um, and so they're worried that people might not, uh, you know, get a large enough sample for it to be a, an accurate test. Um, so it will likely be a thing, um, but we're not sure how dependable of a thing it will be once it's on the market. Okay, switching gears here. I know the tribe's been trying to expand the um, communications up here. Uh, can you speak about the internet service pilot? There's actually several uh, internet projects and stuff that the tribe is um, engaging in right now. The pilot that you're talking about is one uh, with a group called Starlink. Um, it's actually a, uh, a project that SpaceX is putting on right now. Um, they are uh, working to provide uh, internet, um, space-based internet with um, low orbital satellites. I actually looked it up. It's a super cool new technology. Um, they're a type of uh, microsatellite, essentially, um, that can be stacked and they can be deployed in a network over a specific area. Um, so 
SpaceX actually um, contacted the tribe and they said your um, your citizens living in the Zor and Neopit area along like Highway 47 um, and, and Pontiff Road are in an area that might be ideal for us to test this. And so um, they're going to allow us to have 50 participants in this trial, um, but you have to live in that specific geographic reason. Um, and so they're going to test out their new technology and try to get internet to these individuals uh, to answer two major questions. Um, right now, uh, satellite-based internet uh, is affected by two major things, and it's um, weather patterns, specifically you know rainfall and things like that, um, but also foliage and uh, like canopy cover for trees. And so they're hoping that their new system um, will be able to provide you know um, a high-speed connection. Um, that is, you know, much more reliable than the current um, competitors on the market for that. Um, the pilot's going to be a 12-month program. Um, they'll provide you with, you know, the the materials you need essentially to hook up to the internet, um, and then afterwards, um, uh, you'll you'll basically be signed up for internet with them. So that's that's the Starlink project. Um, Charter is also expanding uh, some of the fiber optic cables. Um, some of the expansions that they're working on now is is West Branch that's just finished. Um, there is a project uh, South 55 that has about 75% of the cable pulled through already. Um, the Bass Lake region is about 70% done, and they're also looking to do um, some work around the fairgrounds and Kashina Falls. And I uh, I think the notes that I got on that said that part of the project is pretty close to completed. And then the last part is um, the cell tower project that the tribe's been looking at. Um, and that is with uh, the group Bug Tussle Wireless. Um, we've started, or uh, we're going to start uh, with the towers at uh, Rush Lake and it uh, looks like um, City M? County M. Sorry, County M East. Um, and there are going to be two towers there that are going to provide service um, through Bug Tussle um, and FirstNet. Um, right now we're just running out a lot of electrical cable to where some of these towers are going to be. Um, the materials are, you know, on their way or being stored at community development right now. So that's moving forward. Um, and there's a little bit of final paperwork that needs to be approved by the federal government. Uh, and that should be done, uh, in February. So everything's moving forward little slower than I would like because you know who doesn't want fast internet right now but there are a lot of options and um, a lot of projects the tribes um, moving forward to make sure that everyone can have reliable internet especially you know if you're you know, teleworking right now or or doing uh, you know distance learning school and stuff so they're working on making sure everyone can connect Okay, and then so back to the Starlink. Is that for anyone who lives in the area, or only those who are who need assistance? From what I understand, it's it's for anyone that lives in the area. So there isn't any sort of financial um, barrier or bars you need to cross if you're in that geographic area. That's what they're really trying to test for. All right, thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I'd just like to thank the community, you know, for the help that they've provided in, in slowing down the spread of COVID. Um, I know it's been a long, long haul. Um, you're all tired of hearing about wearing masks and washing your hands and, you know, staying socially distanced, but it's really been helpful and uh, really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. 
Wyanin for listening to the Menominee Indian Tribe of Wisconsin podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also listen to the podcast on menominee-nsn.gov under the Community tab. Keep up to date by following us on Facebook at MITW Podcast. We do weekly updates with Vaughn and welcome any community questions you have regarding COVID-19. Please send them in to us via email at podcast at mitw.org.